Yo, what's really good? It's your main man, Sean Little from the No Catch-Up Podcast. Wanted to send a reminder. Make sure you rate and review No Catch-Up, available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, No Catch-Up is on there. Make sure you tell everyone it's the best sports podcast in the world. Drop that five-star review. Pass the links to the homies. Let everybody know. You know the deal. No Catch-Up, Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in. No ketchup, no ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch-Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick on the line, as always. We're back. Yeah. Summer break is over. Uh-huh. It's a lot to talk about. NFL offseason. We're going to talk about our favorite. I guess it's not even offseason anymore. Season's here. We're ready to rock. couple weeks, and uh, it's week one. We're going to talk about our favorite storylines going into 2021. Um, we're going to pick a couple favorite things we want to talk about, what we're looking forward to coming out of this NFL season. Outside of the Bears and Justin Fields, that's the obvious one. We'll talk about some other ones that we're looking forward to. NBA, our favorite offseason moves. Is it a trade? Is it a sign? Do we have some real new contenders? For example, the Miami Heat. Are they real now in the East? We'll talk about that. Then we'll go into Justin Fields, Chicago, Chicago Bears. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to jump in. And I'm ready to do it, man. Big Nick the Quick, what's good? What's the business? What's the business? Man, we ain't been on the mic in a couple weeks. It feels like mm-hmm. a way longer than that. Yeah, definitely. It feels like we haven't been on the mic in like a minute. Well, I think last time we talked was right after uh, was, was after the Bucks won, right? I don't think yeah. we've done anything since Bucks, that. So, Bucks yeah. won the title, and then we haven't hopped on the mic since then. So it's good to be back. We got a lot to talk about. Um <clears throat> Let's jump right into it. First take Tuesday. The, I guess, hold on. Let me let me step back a second. What's good with you? Everything is good. You got oh, yeah. your, your, yo, Mia's grown now, by the way. This is crazy out here. Starting starting middle school in two weeks. So we got the, we got the open house at shoot, shoot middle school today. Time, time is flying, man. I was, uh. I was thinking about it the other day. It's like, man, I'm closer to her going to college than her being born. It's crazy, uh, man. Pocket's yeah. about to get hit. Pocket's about to get hit heavy <laughs> for this university. <laughs> Bro, I remember when you called me and said that you were having a baby. That's how, uh, that's, that's, time flies, bro. It's yeah, crazy. it's real crazy. So, and also another thing, I, I stepped out for the first time, you know, obviously with this pandemic and everything. I went to a wedding this weekend. Oh yeah, and dog. Oh, that's it had been why you so long. Yeah, yeah. It had been so <laughs> long. It had been so long since I put on like sh- real shoes, like hard shoes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? A button up, a tie, a jacket. Like it felt, it felt foreign. And that's when it really made me realize like how long we've really been on uh, lockdown or whatever the hell's going on. Like I haven't worn actual clothes. I couldn't tell you in, in so long. So felt yeah. felt weird, man. I feel it. I feel yep. it. I feel it. All right, let's get into it. First Take Tuesday is here. All takes are welcome. Hot, cold, 
whatever you got going. Big Nick the Quick, do you have a first take Tuesday? You'd like to get off, give the people back some some knowledge on this Tuesday morning. Yeah, I mean, this is from last week, and I know everybody has talked about this already, but uh, my first take is, man, again, I can't, as a as a guy who for baseball, for me, at this point, is probably like my third or fourth favorite sport, I can't give enough credit to Major League Baseball for the presentation on the Field of Dreams game. When it first came up, I was like, yo, this is going to be corny. I've never seen this movie. I have no interest in seeing this movie. Um, and I, I don't know, really know what baseball is trying to do. And certain moments of it were corny, the whole Kevin Costner aspect and all that. Super corny. But from the presentation, uh, the way that Fox put it together, the way that they had the field literally in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by all this blackness and cornfields, um, down to the game itself, um, just a grade A show. Um, if you're MLB, you obviously need to do some things to try to bring fans in, bring new eyes in, excite the people that you do have that are watching the game, promote the young players. And uh, I just think overall, man, that, that they did a great job of doing that. And then obviously the walk-off with TA, obviously with the fact that it was my team that was in the game, um, made it that much better. But I just think overall, man, it looked like you were almost watching like a – not like a Super Bowl type presentation, but just the way that they they handled the presentation was real dope. It was good to watch. Um, yeah, I thought it was awesome. I think I, I was thinking like, what can other sports do to kind of replicate that? Like, I threw the joke on Twitter they need to let Willie Beeman come out and show a game, throw a, <laughs> throw a pass for the Sharks. Yeah, but just overall, just dope, man. Good idea and just like dope presentation on something that I thought was going to be absolutely corny. So. Now look, like I got some. So I didn't know this was good. Yeah, just so, and just so everybody knows, me and me and Nick come up with our own first takes. I don't hear him beforehand. This is the first time I'm hearing this. I'm a. I'm gonna go the opposite on you mm. because I think the the caliber of the game saved, not saved isn't the right word, but elevated the rest of the presentation. I thought it was completely overdone. I dog, they having Kevin Costner walk out and give <laughs> speeches and all this other shit. I, I think I saw we, we talked about Kevin Costner for and I like Kevin Costner. He's on the pregame show. He's talking about having catch with his kids. They showing, they showing clips of him and his and his son doing all this other shit. Yo, I get it. And I made a joke on Twitter. Nobody outside of Tony LaRusso, who wasn't even there on the White Sox, has seen that movie. Yeah, T.A. He's like, I've never seen it. Nah, come on, bro. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's seen that movie, right? Yeah. So, was it cool? Yeah, it was cool. Was it completely overdone? Yes. And I think if the game didn't break down and shake out how it did, I think it wouldn't have got the the, the praise that it got. Was it cool? Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. Cool. The corn. Cool. Like. It, it, I thought it was just, really, just really it. overdone. Didn't, didn't do, do it, it for you. you. I, I thought really, the I thought the Costner shit was overdone. I thought the rest of it was 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 pretty cool. Yeah. So I thought the uniforms were dope. Yeah. I really, I really fucked with the the old school unis. That was cool. It was cool to have the the intimate shit. I I I still think it was completely overdone, bro. The game took about an hour and ten minutes to start. Yeah. I think the start time was like seven, and the game did the, the, the fucking game didn't start till like eight fifteen. I was like, yo, what is happening here? Hey, and, and let me give you some let me give you some more context. My my baseball vision right now is very bitter as well. Yeah, well, yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah, you're real, <laughs> real bitter over there. Yeah, my baseball lens is super bitter. So I'm like, as I'm watching this, I'm like, 
man, this is fuck this well, shit. Man. You guys will be in the next year now, so it's gonna be Cubs Reds next year. I'm like, yo, man, fuck this shit. Like, I'm watching. I'm like, man, start the game, bro. So, but I will say this: people want to talk about a face for baseball and looking for one. There's one on the south side. He plays shortstop. Been saying it forever. It's a young black dude that hits for average, hits for power, has swagger. Y'all, everyone speaks seen- English. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be Stephen A, but let's keep it 100. No, no, but if, English, American, no, but you know if, what I'm saying? Like, no, 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 no. Facts. But if that's like a thing that's, you know, people, if that's a problem for some people, hey, this guy yeah, speaks yeah. English too. From Alabama. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like th- th- you want, you want to look for a face of baseball. The guy who plays shortstop, he's black, who they need more folks of that race plays a major market on an absolutely loaded young team on a loaded young team and hits uh, yo hits for average is something i want to hammer home to like this seems to that that has become like a lost thing like oh 220 i'm cool with that like but i got got 25 home runs (laughs) yeah do you do you remember back in the day when we were coming up like motherfuckers almost had to hit three to be even called good even called up yep if you called, if you were two, if you was batting 260, you was a bum, though. Bum. Like, I'm talking Larry Walker, Juan yeah. Gonzalez, Craig Biggio. These dudes were like hitters. Tony Gwynn. Right. Like, now it's just like, ah, they, they got, they they have all these advanced metrics and excuses for if you're batting 210, but you can, they, they done made up a couple other boxes. On base check. percentage is, yeah, uh, yeah, no, no. slugging, fucking <laughs> slugging plus this, plus <laughs> yeah, that. But yeah. Nah, my nigga, this nigga bats 220, bro. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, that's a great point, man. I've been saying that. I don't understand why they have, they need to fully lean into the Tim Anderson, Tim Anderson experience. He's going to sell the game for you. He's going to bring that excitement. I think, but we talked about this before. Baseball can't get of its own, out of its own way with these rules, and you shouldn't be happy when you hit a home run and you can't show up a pitcher and all this other bullshit. And if you do what Mercedes did, you get beaned and all that. He hasn't been seeing the major since. <laughs> like, yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, uh... I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sad to hear that you didn't. But maybe no, next no, no, year, no, no, no. maybe next year, <laughs> maybe next year, Cubs, Cubs versus Reds will do it to you. But then they go and do Cubs versus Reds. It's like, come on, man. You need to bring the major market teams out. Listen. Like, you don't need to see the Cincinnati Reds in there next year. Get the Cubs versus the, the somebody that met the Dodgers or some shit like that. Fucking run the, you know what you know what will be fired? I mean you'd miss out on too much money, but I was gonna say like run the all-star game out there. That should be sick. Oh yeah, no, they need something that like bread. that. They yeah. did that bread though. Yeah, yeah. But they can't do that. Yeah, yeah. So just to recap, I, I I thought it was I thought it was overdone. I thought it could have been really dope without running Kevin Costner out to center field and have him standing there in a white button up telling stories and shit. Look, look at, gazing off into the, Yo, into gazing the outfield. Off into, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I thought the game was incredible. And like I said, my, my baseball lens is bitter with the Cubs being where they are. Yeah. But my first take Tuesday, I got to stay in the NFL side, and we're about to roll it right into that. I am really sick of the cap from coaches and and I'm just I'm I'm really done with the lying on the mic. It really pisses me off. I I feel like there's ways that you can go about things. I don't even have anything specific, but just like listening to people talk about quarterback situations or like what they expect from the team. It's like just tell us the truth, bro. I think I'm just 
am I just being naive to think that we're going to get the truth out of these dudes? Or should I expect that? Or should I just not listen to anything anyone's saying? When you get the truth, you get the Anthony Lynn press conference from last year. He <laughs> asked him a question. He said, too much I don't truth. Know. I just don't know. <laughs> I'm not too sure. Too um, much truth. No, nah, I mean, I, I put out a, I put out, it wasn't from a, a, a coach, but it was from that player from the Jets yesterday who said that, hey, anybody who's sleeping on the Jets, you're going to get your asses rolled. I'm like, preseason cap at an all time high. I've been watching the Jets the last few years. I'm not, there's no one, no one on earth is scared of the New York Jets for the 2021-2022 NFL football season. So I think it's the same thing with some of these coaches where they talk about some of these evaluation processes. Like, look, man, like, Belichick knows who's starting for the Patriots, right? Nagy, I think, knows who's going to start for the Bears. Like, I think these guys have made their decisions already. They're just kind of talking about these processes and all this other bullshit that they're going through. But it's just coach talk. That's what they give you all year. Well, is that just part of the game? It's just part of the game, man. That's why I don't understand why people like say anything about Belichick not giving answers. It's like, look, if you want him to give you an answer, he's going to come up there and lie. So would you rather right. have him give you nothing or would you rather have him lie to you to your face? At least he has the, <laughs> the respect for you to not give you bullshit. You know what I mean? He's just not really going to answer the question. But I think, yeah, a lot of that coach talk, it's, it's always cat, man. These guys, you, you can tell when they're getting up there and getting raw and honest. You can tell when they're giving the company line. And right now during the preseason, these guys are so locked in and they got they got what they got going on that they're not going to come out there and tell you too much about the process yeah and you know what else it is i think some of these dudes in the media or that are in the room just ask these soft ass questions don't follow up like i yo i really wish they would let us in the room and i don't like i don't we don't work for the athletic i don't work for cbs i'm gonna be like yo yo yo, hold on a second bro what do you mean you don't know who the quarterback is why is it what have you been watching how how what what makes you think that Andy Dalton should get more reps as QB one than Justin Fields. I don't. What I know yeah. you're in the building, but what what we're watching out here that makes no sense. Can you explain that? Like simple shit like that. So that shit pisses me off. We, we got to get some credentials quick. Get in there, and start. Yeah, real talk. Start, for real. start, start really bothering. <laughs> well, like listen, listen. Like the Cowboys talk about Dak. It's like they can't give you a straight answer on what the hell's going on. It's like you guys right. know exactly what the hell's going on. You know how long he's gonna be out. You know that that week one is in doubt, or you don't feel comfortable about week one, but you don't want right. to come out and tell us. Right. You know, it's just all this, all we're going through this. We don't want to have any more soreness. Look, man, if a quarterback is not throwing the ball every day at this point <laughs> in camp, something is wrong. Something is wrong, especially if that quarterback didn't throw last year because he was hurt. So, really, Dak has played two games. Or what did he get hurt in game one last year? Was it, it was a game no, one? It was, game like game, it was like game four. Game, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, he hasn't thrown the ball in a year. He's not throwing currently in training camp. And you're trying to tell me everything's okay? Yeah, right. Who's throwing think, the ball to your court? Danucci? Who's dude. throwing the ball to your quarterback, to your to your receivers? Who is CeeDee Lamb getting work with? Yeah, who's, exactly. who's getting the timing down? Like, I'm sorry, Dak needs to be out there. And you can't sit here and tell me that it's okay or it's precautionary that your quarterback isn't throwing in the third or fourth week of training camp. Yeah, yeah. You know what's interesting, too, is they got the hard knocks there. So we kind of get a little. You see how worried McCarthy was when they saw that injury? Yeah. Boy had to walk off the field. He went over to attack the dummy and did one of these. That's never a good sign. Like, they know the drill. Like, stop that. Don't lie to the people. No. I see it in your face. You're worried. That's why it's interesting. I'm going to, because what? I think episode two comes out tonight or tomorrow? Tonight. Tonight, uh, right? Today's Tuesday, right? Yeah, tonight. Yeah. Tonight, right? Yeah. So. That'll give us a little inside peek, too, even if they like it or not. So and that's I, a perfect I, example of the coach cap. It's like, yeah, you're, you, you can't don't you can't lie to me. Right. 
And I think um and I think uh it's interesting that that's exactly why a guy like Bill Belichick will never do hard knocks. Nope. Like, bro, y'all not gonna be. I'm not gonna have people injured out here, and then I got HBO putting HBO, like, boom mics over yeah, everything and right, shit. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. All right, let's move over to the NFL. We were just kind of, we were just kind of talking about it anyway. Pro football is here, man. I don't know if it's just like an American thing, bro, but it's something about the summer winding down, falls on the way, NFL footballs pulling up, and that's exactly where we're at right now. We got a reason to be excited in Chicago, which makes it a hundred times better because there was definitely a, a period where the Chicago Bears were going to start the NFL season and I was going to be like, a, like you see me shrugging, like very yeah. just whatever, like, okay, here we go. Another. It was, it was looking I, real blah. It was looking real, 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 real bleak. So I'm glad that uh, we got something to look forward to, something to uh, to to count on for a storyline if, if it's that and that only but yeah. before we get into the bears big nick the quick it's a lot going on we got rogers back turning down big bread he essentially telling motherfuckers this is my last year in green bay everybody kissed my ass and i want all my homies that i used to play with so we can get one last season together before i get up out of here we have the New England Patriots with Cam Newton and Mac Jones. They both look super sus in game one of the preseason. I know it's the preseason, but there's a lot of question marks there. We have the Baltimore Ravens. I was, I've was i been doing all my research. We got the Baltimore Ravens saying they want to focus on the pass game. Go, They want to focus on the deep pass game. They added Rashad Bateman in the draft for Minnesota. He gets hurt. We're trying to see uh, a status on him. They added Sammy Watkins. Um Tons and tons of stuff to talk about. We obviously got the Chiefs. The Chiefs are so good that they fly under the radar now type shit. We got the Bucks. Um, Loki made some early offseason moves to fix their offensive line. They added yeah. Lorando Brown. Um, they brought your, your boy Kyle Long back out of retirement. Yeah. So, you know, the Bucks, can they go back to back? Tom, Tom is Tom, and Tom said he feels better than ever. First time he won't wear a knee sleeve. So and brought back twenty two starters, right? Was it then we got twenty two starters? No, they brought back everybody. Yeah. Everybody, they the the Bucks are on the Lakers tip. The Lakers yeah. and the Bucks are the same thing. They got a they got a big time old older Hall of Fame goat type player, and everyone's everyone wants to play. Let, 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 let's try to let's try to get another ring with this dude. Give me your favorite storyline going into the going into the year. It could be a team player whatever um going into the start of this 2021 season yeah kind of like a two-parter um first would just be that quarterback hierarchy i think last year you kind of saw a lot of a lot of guys emerge whether it be a josh allen um as a guy who's you know his fourth or fifth year or even a rookie like a justin herbert you know kind of really shatter all the expectations we had for him because i think that we both thought that he was going to be garbage coming in he ends up coming, being the best guy out there yeah, of all facts. the rookie quarterbacks it's facts. not even close um, so I think just kind of how that QB hierarchy is going to shake out, man, like now with Breeze gone and, you know, some of these older guys getting older, whether it be Rodgers, Brady, obviously those guys are still going to be elite. But I think this young crop of passes that we got, um, you know, again, uh, your Herbert, your Kyler Murray's, your Baker Mayfield's like which of these guys is going to kind of take that next leap that Allen did last year and kind of establish himself into an MVP candidate. And then further than that, just. Which of these rookies, man? I think um, I think the rookie quarterbacks a chance that 
you know, all four of these guys are going to end up playing uh, four or five of these guys. I'm losing the number are going to end up playing significant time. And which one of them is going to be the best? Obviously, we got a rooting interest in Justin Fields. We want to see him succeed. But outside of being Bears fans, like which of these guys? Like, I want to see this Lance guy. Saw him in the uniform the other day on the highlights. I'm like, yo, this dude, I don't know if he can play or not. Looks great in an NFL uniform. Like, looks like he belongs <laughs> yeah. on an NFL roster, right? So I want to see what he's talking about. I want to see what this Wilson character out of BYU is talking about because I'm very sus on him. I don't, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that guy. I'm so very I think sus. You get a, I ain't gonna hold yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So I think you get a lot of storylines just at the quarterback position again. The young rookies, which one of them is gonna come in, and then which of these guys is gonna take that huge leap again, like we saw Josh Allen do, like we saw Lamar Jackson do the year before when he won the MVP. Like I think you know one of these guys is kind of destined for that. I would love to see it be Kyler Murray. It looked like he was headed that way towards the first half of last year. Then that team kind of fell apart. But I think him and that Hopkins relationship, like I think you got some guys out there who are really ready to burst on the scene. And I want to see who it's going to be. Cause- yeah, because it's it's kind of split, right? You got – I love that 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 uh, that storyline. Because, yeah, there's a lot of – because you, you know I love quarterback play. Yeah. Quarterback play all day. And, yeah, because it's kind of like there's Brady, there's Roethlisberger, there's Rodgers, there's Matt Ryan. There's Russell Wilson. As you could kind of put him in that. He's that older. The old head, yeah. Like, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? Then you have, like, this completely second wave of Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. Deshaun. Deshaun. Um, exactly. Those type of guys. Herbert. Then you got, like, the even younger guys. But still, the the, the that second Burrow. minute here. Burrow. Yeah, they're, those guys are going to be around for a very, very long time. So it is interesting to see. I and then you got the rookies, like you said. It it is gonna be an an interesting shakeout. It's funny because guys like Lawrence and our BYU buddy in New York. I don't even like calling I, I, yo. <laughs> before, before I, I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll talk about Zach Wilson right now. Actually, really quick, before I'll, I'm finish this thought, they get to Zach Wilson. But those guys have complete reign. Like they know they're gonna get 16 starts, mm-hmm. and they know, like Lawrence knows he's gonna get 16 starts for multiple seasons in a row, no matter yeah. what. So that's always a really interesting situation. Where is this dude gonna take over? Is this dude gonna take the squad over and kind of try to m- move them up the ladder? Because the Jags have been bad for a long time outside of that one year they went to the AFC Championship against Pittsburgh, which they probably should have went to the Super Bowl, honestly. Oh, and I know Urban's not committing. That's more coach speak between Minshew and Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't want to hear it. Every day. Did you hear what Minshew said? No. What did he say? He's like, I'm not even taking shits because I don't do number twos. Like, like, he, like he's like awesome, like just <laughs> – <laughs> hey, look, Gardner Minshew man is a great run. You started 32 NFL games. Good, great job, but you know it's, it's over with for you, man. Yeah. So, but you we'll probably he, Gardner Minshew is, has solidified himself a 15 year career in the NFL as a backup. So, hey, yeah, facts. Mission, mission accomplished. He'll make, a, he'll make a lot of money. See Chase Daniel. See Chase Daniel. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that's, that's exactly. Yo, Blaine uh, Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert still getting a check today. Blaine Gabbert Rich. lives yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> So, yo, all right, let me, yo, let me give you, cause and I, I kind of want to get your thoughts on this too. I don't, I, cause I actually sat down and I was thinking about why I don't like Zach Wilson. It's not even that, cause I don't know how he's going to play. Is it his face? Like, 
I, I, I like I'm not rooting for Zach Wilson. I don't know. Like I, <laughs> it's I, not, I'm not, li- I'm, I'm not likable for you. I'm gonna keep it 100. Trey Lance, I'm rooting for Trey Lance. I hope Trey Lance balls. Hope he's a monster. Um, Justin Fields, even if I wasn't a Bears fan, I would hope he balls. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I don't have no problem with Trevor Lawrence. That's what I, 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 I hope he balls. Something about Zach Wilson, just don't like him. I, yo, Tua Tonga Valoa, I hope he balls. Um, very shaky. Yes, he does look very shaky. <laughs> very shaky. I don't. I don't think, <laughs> That you know, you always think like the SEC guys just gonna pull up and kind of do their thing. Not, not these Bama quarterbacks. He's looking shaky. I ain't gonna very, hold. Him. Very shaky. Um, but I think it has nothing to do with him being a white quarterback or race or any of that. I think it's more. I I feel like the media had lifted picked this guy to anoint. To be the number two pick, and it it was mandatory. Yeah, I, really? I, that shit bothers me. Um, can he yeah. play? And we're watched the film, guys, and we watched the Justin Fields film and didn't see a, 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 a any quarterback better than him in the country other than Trevor Lawrence, so we didn't understand that. Yo, and you know what I think it is too? I think it's also attached to Mitchell Trubisky because that's exactly what happened with him. This dude put up a couple throws, had a couple whatever. And not, and, that, that, not, and not that Zach Wilson didn't have a massive year for BYU, but... I think he played better than Mitch did at North Carolina, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree. But, like, he's not playing top-tier talent. And yeah. it, it, it reminded... You know, what it, you know what it is, man? Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, and then there's Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. It's yeah. like, bro, what else do you want this what man do to, want do? to what do? What do you want to do? And why are you putting this man on a pedestal Way up here before Justin Fields. I don't understand it. It yeah. pisses me off. So now, subconsciously, obviously, I don't want the young dude to have a rough time. But I'm I'm just going to sit you're back. You're not and, pulling for him like you would for other young yes, guys. Yes, exactly. Because I feel like he, he, he was kind of gifted this number two slot. And it's a lot of speculation. So I'm going to sit back and look and see, see what's going to happen. That's yeah. me keeping it 100. I'm not hating on Buddy. I need him to come out and prove to me that he's worth the number two draft pick, and then I can start showing him love, no problem. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like yeah, that's no, that's perfect. That's sense. just what it is. Yeah. So the New York Jets. What a what a yeah. So that's that, that's where I'm at on Zach Wilson. But yo, I love that. I love the the quarterback storylines to follow. I think that's dope. I think it's always what? a lot there. Where are you at with Baker this year? What do you what do you like? What, realistically, what do you expect? Because I think that. Stefanski did a masterful job coaching that team last year and really playing to their strengths and minimizing their weaknesses, which is your job as a head coach. Look at your roster, understand what you do well and what you don't do well and uh, cater your game plan towards that. And I think no nobody in the league did a better job of doing that than the Browns. Um, obviously, it's a big year for Baker. He's going to be up for an extension. We've seen what it looks like when he throws the ball a lot. He's had some good years, um, had a down year a couple years ago. Then again, obviously, last year, bounce back year. Like, where do you... How do you evaluate Baker? A lot of talk on this extension and how he's going to get paid and and what and what he's worth. I, I is mean, he a franchise QB? That's a good question. I, I will say this: he was on the brink of like if I, he had a bad year, he was dead. Done. And he and he and he and he didn't. And he bounced back and did his thing. Now he also had best run game in the league by far, and he will continue to have the best run game in the Shub league. Chubb and like. Kareem Hunt, like yeah, he had yeah, just... maybe not the best run game in the league because like Baltimore, obviously, yeah, but. 
like talk about two complete running backs and Coach having was committed to the running game and having a complimentary running game like yeah. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb are the big dogs, right? Yeah, two elite backs. So I don't know, man. It it it, it feels like another year where he's gonna have to prove that he could play. I, it's not like one of those things where he solidified and he can kind of come in and have a down year and, and still get his deal and that type of shit. I think uh, the jury's still out, as they say. You know what I'm saying? How how would I evaluate? I would have got my money already. If you're Baker? Yeah. Oh, really? I mean, I don't I don't know the details. Just from you saying, bringing that up, I would have yeah. tried to get my – Bro, you try to get your money when you have the be- – Yo, y'all just want to uh, – hey, man, I just want a playoff game. We just we want beat, a playoff game, yo, yeah. We beat the Steelers. We, we went, I need my 12 bag. 4, 11 yeah. 5. Like, right. yeah, Bro, yeah. I need to get paid now. Not I need my when, money. Not when next year when, you know, a lot of hey, – anything hey, can happen. Pay me until my ha- before my hamstring gets tight. Yo, real shit. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? So I think that's, that's the interesting thing about that. Just, same thing with Dak as well. Like, Dak had a monster year and – Call, I'm not going to call it a blessing, but him breaking his ankle and then what happened? The, life without Dak. Yes, and then what happened yeah. the rest of the year? Danucci, Dalton. Exactly. That that yeah. that helped him get paid because apparently him playing all all year and having good years wasn't enough because he yeah. he had been doing that. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's interesting to see like what Mayfield is going to do because you just try to strike when the iron's hot. See Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. You know what I'm so, saying? Yeah, I wonder if they try to lowball him and say, hey, look, you're not at that level of such and such, but we we value you. Maybe we get you something in the in the $25, $30 million range, not quite the 40, the 40 to $50 million range. But if you're Baker, you're like, well, no, fuck that. I'll just hit the open market. Yeah, I mean. Look that's... what did for Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins hit the open market. He's got the largest guarantee ever. It's like quarterbacks don't hit the open market. This That's the thing, too. The I, I bring up Dennis Schroeder, but the quarterback quarterbacks are a little different. A little different. He Starting. could because like he could go out there and have an okay year and probably still clear twenty. You know twenty, yeah, twenty is the is the is the the basement. Yeah, but I guess to, to answer your question on do I have like do I believe he's a franchise quarterback? Do I believe he could play? Nick, would you go to war with Baker? Would I go to war with Baker? I think uh, I would. Okay, I, I wouldn't be mad if I. I think with with. The running He's not going to quit on you, obviously. You, with you the running that. game, yeah. with the running game that they have, and you know the second year, second year offense and coach coming in, and then and their they defense have, is nice. They have, they have young studs on D. They, they Miles Smiles Garrett is a fucking man. The Steelers are going to have a down year. I'm on record saying they're going to win like eight games. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be good at all. Yeah, so I, I'm on record saying they're going to win like eight games. So with with that. Burrow coming off of ACL. They're going to own the division. The Bengals are the Bengals. That's true. Burrow coming off of ACL. The Steelers are going to have the, Ra- the Ravens. Here. It'll be the Ravens, too. Them versus yeah, the Ravens. the Ravens are right there, right? But I also think that they got a lot of shit to figure out. Browns might be the most complete roster out there, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and they know what they want to do. Like, they know exactly what they want to do every single Sunday. Yeah, so would I would I go to war with Baker with that roster and that situation? Yeah, I, I think you I think you would. It's always risky. It's always risky, you know, paying paying middle tier dudes big big money like Kirk Cousins. But is it more risky than not paying Buddy and then having to get another quarterback? Right. You also you also got to think about the culture in Cleveland. It's kind of like in Chicago. It's like hold on, we've bro. been waiting for a quarterback we never had forever. a quarterback forever. Yeah. 
Then we get one. He beats Pittsburgh in the playoffs, and now we're arguing. And now we're going to pay him or not? Yeah, 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 bro. Come yeah. on, man. Like, let, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, let's lock the buddy in. And, and this search can go on for another thirty years. Exactly. Exactly. He might not be perfect, but he's our guy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So and it seems like he likes Cleveland too. If he if he fucks with the city like that, like it's an acquired taste. You know what hey, I mean? Man, he's, like, he's married. That's true too. Yeah, he's, he's a grounded. young married yeah. dude. He's yeah. he, he he seems like he's locked. So yeah, I'm excited to see what they do, man, because sure. they got a lot of talent over there for sure. Absolutely. Um, you went more broad than I'm gonna go, but my favorite storyline coming in is the is the New England Patriots outside of the Bears, because it's very plain as day is to, to to see what's going on out there. Tom Brady leaves. Your team is garbage. Trash. And I know you think I hate Bill Belichick and, and 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 the Patriots and the Patriots organization, but I think it's just I was always is it more Tom or Bill? I'm all, it was always more. It was Tom. always Tom. Come on, man! Like the, the, this is the this is one of this is the best quarterback of all time when it comes to winning ball games. He's just the best so, quarterback of all time. Period. Yeah, I I got to hold on. I, I, I'm gonna tell I you. What I, don't I, even, been, I don't even want. But, to no, talk but listen, about listen. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what I've been saying when when that comes up, but. I think this is the most interesting situation because Brady leaves, they suck. And Brady left because they were going to suck. They had no players. They had <laughs> he nothing. saw the writing on the he wall. He saw the writing on the yeah. wall. He's like, I'm out of here. He knew he couldn't, and he didn't want to deal with Bill. So I'm like, yeah. yo, I'm, I'm off. Let me hit Grunt. So he dips, they suck, and then Bill Belichick is pissed. He starts spending all types of fucking money. He spent he spends fifty million dollars on uh, John Drew Smith, who's a fucking monster, by the way. And then grabs another tight end. Yo, then grabs another tight end, <laughs> and uh, I'm blanking on his name. I forget his name um, too, but he's another good tight end. Yeah, very good tight end from uh, from the Chargers. I can't yeah. remember his name. Um, adds him. They get a bunch of defensive back. He brings back Cam on a one year. He drafts Cam Jones. And um, Mac Jones. Matt Jones, my fault. Yeah, I, I called him the other day. I called him. Uh, I called him Mac Mac Newton the other day <laughs> when I was talking about those two quarterbacks. But yeah, but then he 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 adds Mac in the draft, and now it's like okay, you you you're saying it's not Tom, and and you can win. However, 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 let's see. Prove it because because apparently the D is back. Yeah. And this whole quarterback situation, yo, listen, man, we the biggest Cam Newton fans out here. My my man's is done. Done. He's finished. I don't I and I hate to say that because I think, you know, he battled a lot of injuries in Carolina. He took a lot of shots and battled through, always played, was always available, no matter what, no matter the heat he took in the media for, you know, his shoulder being injured or whatever. But I think he's done, and I, I'm just going to kind of sit back and see, like, what Belichick can do with a, a dead quarterback and then a rookie behind him. Like, what's going to happen? So I'm excited to see that. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I think what they got going on there is going to be really interesting. I think the Cam stuff is interesting, too. I think what happened was, obviously, he didn't play well last year. I think Belichick loves him, though. Uh, if you listen to some of the quotes and some of the things that have been said about him, Belichick just loved after I think, you know, obviously him and Tom had their differences as far as Tom having his own trainer and kind of doing his own thing. I think Cam New is the type of guy who shows up to the building at six o'clock in the morning, leaves at six at night, is a positive dude. I think he loves him around the teammates, love having him around the organization, loves him for kind of like a culture setter. 
and a guy that can kind of hold other people in the, uh, in the locker room accountable. Um, I think that's why they brought him back. But yeah, I think this is probably leaning towards Mac Jones just because uh, I don't know what you're really getting from Cam on the football field. I think, again, outside the football field, in the locker room, in the building, he has tremendous value. Um, what a good guy to have to kind of mentor Mac Jones. But yeah, if I'm the, if I'm the Patriots fans, I'm like, hey, man, give me Mac. Like, we don't have the weapons to, to to even utilize what Cam does well. We just want to see what Mac can do. He's, he's the type of quarterback that we're used to. Um, and, yeah, let's just get it rolling with him. So I fully agree on that. Man, I think what they got going on is interesting. let's see if we got a player. Let's see if he can play. That's it. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Like, same that's what, with, yeah. Same thing with Chicago. That's what, that's, man, listen, bro. And I think Cam is cool either way. I think Cam's not an idiot. He knows, like, hey. Maybe I can ride this back out thing, pick out a few more million over the next couple of years. It'll be great. Bill loves me. Hey, fine. It's like, play the best players, man. Yeah. What the fuck are we always arguing about? Who's the, who's this or who's that or whatever? Like, play the best players, bro. Yep. That's it. And, and don't talk. And you know what? I want people to stop talking about this Mahomes model in Kansas City. Do y'all not remember the year that Alex Smith had that year? He was fucking lights out. Lights out. Alex Smith was a pro bowler that year. So, yeah, it was easy to keep Mahomes on the bench because you had Alex Smith playing at an elite level. But I'll tell you right now, 2021 Cam Newton is not 2018 Alex Smith. 2021 Andy Dalton is not 2018 Alex Smith. 2021 Gardner Minshew is not 2018 Alex Smith. They, they, they knew what they had in Smith. He would have been playing at a high level. He had been a solid quarterback, and he had a lights-out year. So there was never really any debate going on during the year. Andy Dalton won't have that year. Cam Newton won't have that year. It's a little bit different of a decision. Absolutely. A little bit different of a decision. The teams were in different places. That was a good Chiefs team. I don't want to hear it. It's not, it's not the same as that Alex. Alex Smith wasn't some bum who was just in there. He had been playing good football at that point in his career. It's not Andy Dalton. I don't want to hear that. Go back to – pull up Alex Smith's numbers from that year. He's fucking lights out. Yeah. No, Andy Reid had his ass cooked up. Yeah. Yeah, He was going – yeah. He was lights out, so I don't want to hear it. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I'm excited uh, for the Patriots. I'm excited for the quarterback play like you were talking about. Um, Honorable mention, I'm looking forward to seeing – the Ravens and Lamar Jackson throw the football because I think that's going to be I think we're in that spe- no, well, Sam, well Sammy Watkins they got Hollywood Brown this will be year three I believe or year two Sam, hey, you know how we talk about mythical uh, shooters myth- Sammy Watkins is a mythical wide receiver it's a mythical wide receiver it's like yo we got Sammy Watkins like when we at Clemson <laughs> I don't understand I don't Sammy know. Walk- tell hey, me your man. favorite Sammy Watkins moment like hey, he's man. fine he, he, he he's he, cool is he that, impacted he, the Chiefs. He was all right. Yeah, he's all right. He's all right. He's still okay. A, he's cool. He's he an NFL wide receiver. Yeah, he is. He two. Yeah, that's fine. It's just yeah. like hey, we got Sammy Watkins. It's like, oh shit, hold on, hold the phone. Like, no, but I mean, you, if you need, you know, what I'm saying, you need to add some wide receiver talent at all. And Sammy's he's, on the he's board. Solid. Yeah, yeah, he's solid. I'll yeah, he's solid. Yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah, honorable mention, um, Lamar Jackson to throw the ball around. Uh, I think. Yo, I'm gonna tell you this. If if I'm in the front office too, and I'm getting because he yo, because he's up for a deal too. Him and Baker. Lamar Jackson up for a deal. Oh yeah. He doesn't have a deal yet. And if I'm in the front office, I would love to see him throw the ball a lot better. Like, okay, we got a couple people we added for you. 
I would love to see him throw the ball a lot better before uh, I give you a massive deal. And I'm going to say this. Lamar Jackson's on record saying, I'm not worried about the contract. I like, Essentially, I know it's coming. Don't do that. Everybody's worried about the contract. Bro, don't. No, no, no. But I'm saying he seemed like he was super comfortable. Like, oh, yeah. Like, and Harbaugh kind of, like, almost like they lulled him to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't worry, Lamar. We'll get you everything you need. Go get your you, money. Yeah, Yo, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, I, I haven't had any. Like, I haven't. Have you heard? <laughs> let, let, let me ask you this. What have you heard about Lamar Jackson? I've heard him. Contract? I've heard him say that I'm not worried about it. That's what that, it is. That's it. Yeah. And, and yo, and that's it. And that's all, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it should be done. Man, like I got an MVP. We've I won. think after Allen signed his deal, Lamar should be like, okay, I need that. That's the deal I need. That deal makes sense. I like it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a fair it, deal. It's almost like they lulled him to sleep. Like, yo, don't worry, bro. We'll we'll get you paid. Come out and come out and fucking have a terrible year this year and see and. And uh, and see what type of question marks come out, and, and what type of deal they try to give you. So he should. So, have a, you're just saying his hamstring should get should get tight too. Well, no, I'm saying, bro, if you're, I'm the clear number one, we're going into a year. You need me. I need a deal. I need a deal. You know what it comes down to, bro? If you need me, I need a deal. If you if, if I'm expendable, and I see that, then cool. I, I, you ain't got to give me a deal. I go bro, find another me. Yeah, go find. Yeah, if if you can swap me out. Ain't no problem, bro. But if you need me, like I know you do, and the, and the Baltimore Ravens go as Lamar Jackson goes, I need a deal. I need a deal. I can't be going into years without a deal. You know, you feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Like I show up like Dak last year. I'm yo, y'all need me. I yeah. need a deal. I, I need a deal. I need to get it. paid. Yep. So I'm excited to see what he does with that. It's it's very interesting. I made a video um the other day about the rushing total. For Lamar Jackson, he had 1,200 yards two years ago when he won MVP. Last year, he had 1,000 yards. And then this year, they have him slated at 900 and a half on the rushing total. And with an extra game. With an extra game. And I was like, oh, this is just, this is telling you right now they're not even, they're not going to run the ball as much. Yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. Vegas so, knows. yeah. So they're, they're going to throw the rock. I'm excited to see what he does. And um, if you want to talk about rooting for someone, man, I'm rooting for that motherfucker with, my whole heart. I hope he lights it up and gets paid big, big money because he's looked everybody in the face and told him, <laughs> like all that doubt y'all have for me. I could play quarterback in the league. Yep. So, all right. Anything else before we move over to the NBA? No. Let's go. NBA. NBA offseason. Come on, man. This shit is crazy. Every year, every single summer, go ahead and reload and look at rosters because no one's at the whole everybody's roster is completely flipped every year. And for the the days are the days of someone spending eight, nine years with a team, that shit is out, bro. Like there was times where a, a roster would come up, and then you then the next year, like a couple changes, couple additions. Bro, rosters are getting flipped completely over every All the single way. year. Superstars the, moving. Yeah. The Lakers flipped their whole roster outside of four players. The whole thing, everybody. The, the Bulls added a ton of players, so the NBA is a is a is a three sixty five league, similar to the NFL. But uh, the NBA is wild. I want to talk about some some off season moves, favorite moves, favorite moves of the summer, trade sign. Who's a real contender now? Give me one of your favorite moves. We could talk about Westbrook in LA as well. Mm -hmm. um, but give me your favorite favorite moves of the summer, trade sign. Where you ready for this? Yes. My, fa my favorite move of the summer 
And I'll preface this by saying this, man. Obviously, the NBA is an arms race, right? You want to get the biggest, that's a great baddest, way to put it, biggest and baddest guns that you possibly can. Cold right? war out here. It's a cold war out here, right? <laughs> it's Halliburton. Uh, so, <laughs> in that pursuit of acquiring those arms, once you get them, right, through the fact that we're in a salary cap situation with this league, you have to make shrewd moves around those guys, right? You have to maximize the talent that you put around your big dogs, right? And you have to do that by being smart, making shrewd moves finding guys, whatever it might be. With that being said, the Brooklyn Nets getting Patty Mills for two years and $12 million to me is one of the most significant signings in this NBA offseason, right? Patty Mills is a guy. We talk about going to war with guys. We talk about guys that can play in playoff series. For those who don't about, know, he's talking about the, the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. What did I say? The New Jersey Nets? I, I don't even know if you – I shouldn't have cut you off. I, oh, yeah, I, Brooklyn, I thought you didn't yeah. say the squad. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Patty Brooklyn Mills. Nets signing Patty Mills. When you're doing this, we talk all the time about guys that can play in playoff series, guys that can play in the finals, guys that you want in the game seven, guys that can give you 30 minutes you know exactly what you're going to get. Winners, championship caliber players, guys you're not worried about. In a league full of guys that you worry about in those moments, even if they're good in the regular season, you can have guys that are great regular season players, but you worry about them in those moments. That is not the case with Patty Mills. Patty Mills is an absolute gamer, absolute gamer. He's going to do all the things that are going to contribute to winning, and he's going to do them in the playoffs for you. And he's a guy that absolutely can swing a game for you when it matters. And you add him to this core of Durant, Harden, and Irving, where, again, you don't have a lot of wiggle room when you're paying those three guys $40 million a year each, right? You really have to try to find signings like this that can make you better because you don't have a ton of money to add other players. So when you add a guy who could have easily gotten more than $6 million per year, right? So you convince him to take a pay cut to come do what you're doing. He's an NBA champion. You've seen him in the Olympics, right? This is, again, a guy who shows up on big stages and gets it done and can play. I just thought that that was a huge move for them, in addition to some of the other moves that they made. But getting him as your new guy that you bring in, like, that that's huge. Huge. Um, I don't know how they Shout did Shout out, it. Patty. Shout out, Patty Mills. Just had a great Olympic run at, what, 38 in their medal game? Like, he is a baller. He is a hooper. A hooper's hooper is Patty Mills. Love it. Don't don't bring me his stats or anything like that. If you watch hoop, if you watch basketball, you fully understand what you're getting with that guy. And they just need guys who they can trust in high-pressure moments, and Patty Mills is that. So I think they stole him. My my un, my second signing would be the Kyle Lowry to the Heat because it just nothing's ever made more sense. Um, and they're just going to play goon ball, the likes of which you've never seen. But the, the Patty Mills going to the Nets, I think that that move is huge, and we will be talking about it next summer when he has 30 in some random night in Milwaukee in the playoff series. Yeah, the Nets. I agree, hundred percent. Patty Mills is a gamer. Shout out, shout Patty. gamer. Yo, some of my favorite, some of my favorite hoopers of of our generation are JJ Barea and Patty Mills. Yeah, like just ball players. Just ball players. What What do you need? I, I can show up, and in big moments, yo, that's a great way to put it. For God, for a league full of guys that we think can hoop, and then the playoffs roll around and shit gets spooky. Patty Mills is a guy you don't have to worry about. You know what he's gonna do. He's championship bread. Popovich bread. bread. A, a winner. 
winner. He's out there to win. Yeah, no doubt about it. My uh, my favorite move of the summer, before we get to Westbrook, Kyle Lowry, Miami Heat, man. Get Jimmy Butler some more dogs to play with, and they keep all the shooting with Duncan Robinson. Paid. Kids, if you're looking for something to work <laughs> on in the gym, just fucking let it fly. I don't care if you can't sh- – I don't care if you can't dribble – I don't care if you not you don't have size. If no you ups. can let if you can let yeah, if you don't have no lift, if you can let that bitch fly at a consistent 40%, 45% rate from three, you're gonna be you're gonna be in the league for 15 you two can years. get 90 million dollars. You too can get 90 million dollars. <laughs> Duncan Robinson will make well over a hundred million dollars playing basketball. Yes. You too can get 90 million dollars. So yeah, man. Keep, if you if you're a shooter, make sure you keep shooting, knock all that in. Yep. Um, I'm I really like that that move for for the Miami Heat just because this is who Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler been looking for guys like this all over the league. Like yep. man, another dude who doesn't get haircuts. Where, <laughs> <laughs> where are the dogs? I want to play with them. Yeah, it's not a coincidence that they they were they got the he he galvanized everyone in the bubble, got them rocking with Jay Crowder, fucking Tyler Hero. Like, these guys are just hoopers, and they, they don't give a fuck. That, that's that's what Jimmy's looking for, people that don't give a fuck and want to hoop, and Kyle Larry is just that. And, Lowry, you look at his body, you kind of look at him, and you're like, oh, this is a guy we're just kind of waiting for him to break down. It, it, it hasn't happened. No. Like, he is still playing at a very high level, was the second-best player on a championship team three years ago. Right. And yeah, yeah, like you said, he's going to come bring his lunch pill every single day and, and dog like it's just going to be a lot of a lot of scrappiness. He's a leader. He fits into the heat culture. Absolutely perfect. Jimmy's never going to have to look over and worry. Is Kyle going to bring it tonight? Like Kyle Lowry is 100 percent about that action and can still play and fits exactly what they want to do. No, yeah, but, I think I think that's that, that's it's a beautiful move. Yes. And OK, like, let's not forget about Victor Oladipo. I, yo, it's to the point now where I don't even know if Victor can play. I got to see. I got to I need to reevaluate the whole shit. They got him for like a one year, six but, million bucks. But, yo, they got him. He can. For, <laughs> yeah, they got him for the low. They added Markeith Morris. That's that's a bucket. Yeah, guys that can play. Yeah, they added Markeith Morris. That's a bucket. P.J. Tucker's a dog. Can P.J. Tucker just showed he can play 35 minutes a night in the NBA Finals? Yo, heat guy, heat guy. Just yo, yes. Just don't ask me to score. I'll do yeah. whatever. I'll do. I'll do whatever else you want me to do. Spoelstra's like fine. I went to the finals, averaging like 95 points a game with that Heat team a couple yeah. of years ago. So it's all good. Yeah, it's like as long as like, you don't ask me to to give you six, seven, eight a game, I'm cool, man. Don't even pass me to rock. You know if you're small, you're looking at the roster and you say, wow, you added, you gave me PJ Tucker and Kyle Lowry. Knowing had, what I like to do. This is you add PJ Tucker, Kyle Lowry, Markeith Morris, and then keep Duncan Robinson to shoot it. And then hopefully Tyler Hero you know, bounces back. Bounces back and and you know has been in the gym, doesn't Bam, swing. Bam could take a huge leap again. I mean, yo, and then if Victor shows up and is good. Man, they got a lot of players over there, bro. And, and, then, and then Jimmy's leading the snake. And so. no team had more of a bubble hangover than the Miami Heat. Yeah. No team had more of a bubble hangover than the Miami Heat. Last year was just they were they were gassed. Um, I think that team's going to come back looking good. Yeah, don't sleep on Miami this year. Yeah, I mean, I also just think that they played over their head in the bubble. 
But yeah. yeah, they were gassed. But now they had another year. The young guys, Hero and those guys, played another <laughs> year in the in the system. Bam is another uh, another year older. Played with the Olympic guys, got some more Olympic experience. Now you're going to come into this year with Lowry, who's won a ring, knows how to get it done, and is pushing to get shit done before his career is over. Then you add Jimmy, who's getting older. He knows what time it is. And then you got a couple young guys, and then you got a bunch of dogs on the rest of the roster, and you got one of the best coaches in the league in Spolstra. Like, man, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in for this team. And I know you love Dragic, but Lowry for Dragic is a no-brainer. Yeah, Dragic is my boy, but he's also breaking down and old. Yeah, he's breaking down. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah, I feel that. And um, I'm glad he was able to finesse. Yo, I remember when he took a cut to stay, I was like, "Mm, yeah, you should have left, my boy. Yeah, like that, I, and I get Jimmy Butler. That's his guy, and he told it him to stay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he could have, he could have, he could have made a little bit more money in dips. South Florida, South Florida, chilling. His guy Jimmy B, whatever. No so state taxes, stayed. kicking it. Yeah. <laughs> so he stayed in hey, and chilled. So I get uh, it. Shout out Haslam for getting another for for getting deal year number twenty. Nineteen, yeah. Nineteen, 19 two point six million. I love it. That tells everything you need to know about that organization, though. That they keep bringing this dude back every single year. Doesn't play, but it's that's how much they value him. They, yo, they, I don't. They might as well just clear the roster spot and just give him a polo and be like, "You're a special advisor." Like, so, oh, he'll walk right. Yeah, he'll, that's what he'll be. Do you know what I'm retired. saying? Yeah, yeah. But like, why even like, yo, go go add another roster spot just for someone else? Because what are they gonna do? Pay him two and a half million dollars to be a special advisor? Yeah. <laughs> just to just to clear the roster spot, you know what I'm saying? Let me fuck around, and be the CEO of Carnival Cruise Line after he retires. Uh, Mickey Aaron's gonna hook him up, man. He's got he's got him taken care of. It's like Dirk. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, a lifer. Dog, he's from Miami, went to Florida, and has played 19 years for the Miami Heat. It's amazing. It's awesome. It's amazing. Life, more life. Chilling, more life. Shout out UD. Shout and he's got UD. a and he's got a bunch of jewelry. <laughs> and, and, a, and a pocket full of stinkies. He's all yeah. good, and, uh, <laughs> and and still got an appetite to smack a motherfucker. When, when, <laughs> he when played one game last Yo, year, and came in and smacked somebody. Played one play. game, he was ready to smack buddies like <laughs> off rip. So he still got the appetite <laughs> to do what he wanted to do. Shout out UD. Yeah. So career. Hey man, let's talk about Russell Westbrook. Let's talk about the Lakers in general. What are your? What are your? Yo, I haven't heard too much slander on the Westbrook move. Got to get guys. I, I, I don't. Think. I don't know. Listen, real quick. I I don't have any slander, but it's very rare that no one slanders the uh, move, and I haven't seen any. Are people just scared to to come out and say it? Because I know there's some people like, man, this shit not gonna work, and they just haven't come out and said it. Nobody wants to be on wax. Nobody wants to be on wax. The one who trashed it. I don't know. Right. I mean, this is gonna be a completely different situation. For I do hear someone say it's like, hey, no one has had more elite teammate combinations than Russell Westbrook in their career, and he still hasn't gotten it done. And when you kind of look at it, it's like, yeah, he's played with KD, he's played with Harden, he's played with Beal. Um, outside of those couple of years in Oklahoma City after Kevin Durant left, he's always played with another star. So people are like, hey, what's, what's, what's going to be different this year? But to me, kind of similar to what we were talking about as far as Patty Mills going to the Nets, as far as Kyle Lowry going to the Raptors, these are guys that can play. These are guys that can play, and the, and the Lakers didn't have enough of those guys last year when it really mattered. So you bring in Russ. You got to try something if you're the Lakers, and obviously this LeBron James window is it's is we, we like to think it's going to stay open forever, but it's going to close. It's closing. Um, I think last year was was kind of the beginning of that, and he was still phenomenal. But you got to try to make something happen, especially when you're up against the cap and you can't really make a ton of moves. If there's a superstar out there that you can go get, 
give, give it a try. Why not? Trust, trust the system. Trust bringing them into LeBron's orb or whatever it might be and hope that that's going to make a difference for you. But, you know, um, I, I don't have a problem with that move. You can start to pick apart the basketball aspect of it. He's not a great shooter, and that's kind of what they needed, and they did send some shooting out to get him. But you know the deal with what Kuz was. We know what KCP is. Give it a try, man. They had to try something different. Listen, man, Los Angeles Lakers, this is – going to play every night. Yeah, Russ going to play every night. Ain't no question about that. Uh, Listen to this. Listen to how many people flipped. Who's out in uh, in L.A. for the Lakers? Dennis Schroeder, out. Contavious Colwell-Pope, out. Kyle Kuzma out, Montrez Harrell out, Alex Caruso, shout out Caruso, bully. Uh, Markeith Morris out, Andre Drummond out, Ben Macklemore out, uh, Costas Antetokounmpo. <laughs> Is he out? out? He's, yeah, he's gone. Uh, yeah. I guess once Giannis signed that Supermax, his future was over with in LA, huh? <laughs> like, we only kept you around in case Giannis wanted to come out west. Hey, man, the only person they re-signed, Taylor Horton Tucker, Chicago stand-up. Then we got who's in? Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn. Mellow. Play. Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington, Dwight Talk Howard. Trevor Ariza, man. Talk about a guy who keeps just stay. I thought he had been out the league. Trevor Ariza was winning championships with Kobe. Yeah, facts. <laughs> He's been in the league forever, man. Yo, and I remember when he left L.A. to go to Houston, when it happened, I was like, man, we're not going to hear from Buddy too, too if much. If you had to guess how and much money you think, I know we're still going on this, but how much money do you think Trevor Ariza has made playing professional basketball? And be a good guy, stay available, and this is what your life can be. 190 million. That's a lot. Uh 117 million dollars. 117. Okay. Great, yeah. great life. Solid. Great life. <laughs> okay. Who's in? Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, Carmelo Anthony, Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington, Dwight Howard, Kent Bazemore, Malik Monk, Mac McGlone is a rookie. Uh Chandy Brown. Sean D. Brown. I don't know who that is. He's a he's a uh, unrestricted free agent. I think he's a rookie as well. Joel Ayayi, I don't know who that is either, but Austin Reeves. Okay. But the guys at the top, they flipped the whole roster. The KCP days are over. The Kyle over. Kuzma shit is over. Um, the Dennis Schroeder one year, over. You're not worried too much about the basketball aspect of adding of adding Westbrook. What do you think of overall? Well, no, I am just- worried about it, but I mean, I just think that if you're the Lakers, you you, you – you need to make a move. And I think that that was the superstar that was available for you to get. And you didn't really have to give up a ton to get him. Um, I mean, I like Kuz, I like KCP, but whatever. Um, yeah. I, I think some of those other moves are underrated. Like bringing back Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard was a difference maker for them when they won the championship. Yes, sir. Dwight Howard is still a center. That's going to give you 15 to 20 and his 15 to 20 minutes. He's going to give you good work. Um, I like that move. I like Baysmore. I like bringing in Malik Monk. Why not take a flyer on Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn? Those are two guys who have shown that they can score in this league a little bit inconsistent. But again, as you go through the regular season, and this team's going to have some load management, and they're going to have to manufacture some wins on nights. So why not get guys, a guy like Malik Monk on the right night, if LeBron is sitting, Malik Monk can go for 30. You know what I mean? If Russ is sitting, Malik Monk can go for 30. Kendrick Nunn can give you 20 25. Let He's me, coming from that heat system. He was let, in the finals two years ago. Let me ask you something. Because li- listen to somebody, listen to some of these guys some more. Carmelo Anthony, Kendrick Nunn, Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore, Malik Monk. Somebody's not playing. Yeah. So did 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 they just sell to everyone that like, yo, you guys are gonna? Because yo, I feel like they sold the two guard position to about six people. Yeah. Melo, you're getting thirty a night. You're getting thirty minutes a night. Uh, 
Ellington, 25 minutes a night. Oh, yeah, come on over. You, you can play all day. Baysmore, ah, 25 minutes. Is yeah, it uh, is that going to be an issue, or is it just gonna, is it is it just one of those things where they're like, "Yo, I want to play with LeBron. I'll do whatever. If I don't play at all, cool. Yeah. If not, cool." Because Frank Vogel will sit, motherfuckers. Ask Montrezl Harrell. Yeah, he will literally not play you. <laughs> he um, will. He will DNP you. And that might be what at a time. that might be what happens. But you know, again, you got to bring in the talent, let it all play out, see who your best combination are. The thing is, some of those guys are going to play, and if you end up being that right guy in that role with this team. And you'll be fine. I mean, what where, what, what other options that Baysmore have at relevancy? Let's yeah. be completely honest. You know what I mean? I mean Baysmore's made he he's made a lot of money in the NBA. Don't don't get it twisted. He signed a seventy million dollar deal with the Hawks, and we've talked about his Under Armour deal before. And he's got jewelry, so he's like, yeah, I'll go out to LA and, and and chase another ring, and maybe I can get some time, and maybe I'll have my moment. Ellington, I mean, look, you're Wayne Ellington. Like, have a seat. You know what I mean? Like, this is it for <laughs> you, Kendrick Young? None. You're a young guy. You go out to LA. You make it happen. You get another shot at free agency next year. I, so, I put it like this. I think that I think that was a good old depot spot, but you know he liked he liked South Beach. I think there's a good opening for one of these dudes to like if they come up and start producing consistently and knocking shit down. Like KCP would go on stretches. KCP would go on stretches where I'm like, yo, this dude is a very valuable. He piece was of this great spot. in the playoffs for them yeah, that year. They like, won the yo, this dude is very valuable. So you know what I'm saying? There's a slot for whoever it is. If it's Bazemore, if it's Monk. Monk can easily pull up, and all of a sudden, he's getting big minutes next to LeBron yeah, and those boys. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's interesting. I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to seeing that. This is what I'll say on the Russell Westbrook edition. Hey man, when AD and LeBron are healthy, they were the favorites in the West. I don't give a fuck. Ask Phoenix. They were busting their ass. All that. So you're gonna tell me those two dudes are healthy with very mediocre guys around them like KCP, Kuz, whatever. You're going to add Dwight for size down low, who's a who's a way better Andre Drummond. Way better. Yeah, way better Andre Drummond. And then you're going to add Russell Westbrook? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good Why? with it. Give it a try. You're already telling me that you can't beat us when AD and LeBron are healthy, and then I add Russell Westbrook? They're going to make it work. They're going to be tough. And also, kind of speaking to your log jam at those at that wing position for them, you can also trade guys. These are also guys that have value around the league, right? If Kendrick Nunn's not getting minutes, if Malik Monk's not getting minutes, if Bazemore's not getting minutes, you can flip those guys for a backup center or whatever it might be that could end up playing for you. You know what I mean? Like, those guys have value. They're not guys that nobody wants. Right. Yeah, no. And, and, I, got them on a, and I got them on a nothing deal. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I could flip these assets, move it around, package them into something more. Like, yeah. Just cut some motherfuckers tomorrow. I thought, they had, I thought they had a really good – if you look at the Nets, <laughs> the Nets and the Lakers had two really good off seasons. As far as teams that were kind of up against the cap and couldn't really do a ton, I thought that they both – you know, shout out Palinka and shout out Sean Marks. I think they both did a great job, uh, all things considered. And, yeah, I mean, we don't got to talk about Schroeder, but – no, I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about that. It's, that shit makes talked my, about. That shit makes my stomach hurt. You think his wife's looking at him like? But like, hey, like I said, sign your deal. We because we were arguing in the group text back and forth. I think there's still a route for him to get a bunch of money next year. I don't see it. If he has a good year for Boston, he's still young enough. He could get another four. He can get a four year hundred. No, nah, his story is written in this league because if you're signing Schroeder, what what are you signing? You're not he's not gonna magically become your starting point guard, right? He is best served as a as a point as a as a six man. His best role is a six man. He's not gonna start in Boston. They just gave Marcus Smart seventy seven million dollars last year. He's coming off the bench in Boston. 
Shout out Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. We're gonna talk about another nigga that don't just plays hard. Seventy-seven rugged, ugly Work, as shit. Works on his works <laughs> on his game, and then all of a sudden, another member of the no haircut crew. Never, another, never had a lineup. Another another pimple face, <laughs> no haircut, played hard. Really turned it around. Remember, he had that big incident in, at Oklahoma State yeah. with doing the stands. Yeah. Um. Shout out Marcus Smart, man. Played hard. Developed somewhat of a jumper where you at least have to stick him. Can knock it down. Shout out Marcus Smart, man. 77 mil. Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, Melo as well, man. I think uh, he played he played well in Portland. That uh, Portland was like his uh, was like a dream spot. For yeah, him. I mean he that was yeah. just get the ball on the wing and put it up. I don't have to. You guys don't care about defense. I don't. You don't <laughs> yeah, I don't have to do shit else over here. Like yeah. that's it. Cool. I'm with that. So. I'm excited to see this Lakers team, man. And you were talking about Russell Westbrook having crazy combinations. This guy, LeBron, some of these LeBron rosters are insane. Oh yeah. If you go back, if you go back, if you go back and look at him, but that's a that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But Russell Westbrook is now a Los Angeles Laker playing at the crib and uh shit could get ugly. Definitely. Should we move over to Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears and talk a little Chicago? Probably we're probably gonna give y'all a little no catch up fast food full full conversation on just Chicago shit because we didn't even oh really quick go let me go back to the NBA offseason before we close the show with Justin Fields. Give me your couple minute evaluation of the Bulls. Are you excited? DeRozan's now in the building. Zach Levine played with some superstars, got finally got a little taste of some winning, which I think will help. When yeah. you're used to when you're used to losing and all of a sudden you start winning, you get that feeling on that on that level. You could bring that over to the regular season as well. Before uh we're gonna like I said, we're gonna give y'all probably some some NK fast food on just the Chicago shit only. We'll probably try to get I'll try to get like Ricky O'Donnell or somebody on to come talk to us. <laughs> but um, what are your thoughts on the moves, man? Hey, AK I- not fucking around. I'll give you credit for uh, making me come around on the DeRozan, the DeRozan thing because I think when you first look at it, you look at the number, you look at you start, you start instantly thinking about what's wrong with the deal, right? Yeah. And I think you were the one that was like, "Look, man, we've been asking for them to get talent. We've been asking for them to be aggressive. We've been exactly. asking for them to get professional basketball players, and that's what they did. Fit aside, right? That that that's for Billy to figure out, right? That's for Billy to figure exactly. out what you're going to do with these guys. But you bring in Lonzo Ball." Young guy who solves a lot of checks a lot of different boxes for us. He checks the perimeter defense. He checks the primary playmaker for us, the point guard, right? I get he's not your traditional Chris Paul type of point guard, but we had nothing last year, especially in late game situations. Then you add in DeMar DeRozan, who look with his flaws, I get he's not a great three-point shooter, might not be the best defender in the world, but has consistently for 10 plus years in this league put up numbers was putting up numbers in San Antonio, was putting up numbers in Toronto, and was doing it on winning ball clubs, right? So you start bringing guys like that, and you add the Vooch thing, right? You bring in guys like that, and you you really want to evaluate Zach Levine? You can't evaluate him when there's no talent. You can't evaluate him when you're evaluating everybody else on the roster, right? So now you're able to really look at Levine, see what he can do around some real talent, and you bring in guys who no matter what, you know these guys can play ball. Like, all of these guys can play ball. 
DeMar DeRozan can absolutely play basketball and has had a lot of success in this league doing it and has reinvented himself in a player as a player and has became a great uh, uh, playmaker and does a lot for you. So I think, like, yeah, it's easy to say, like, oh, how does Zach and DeMar work and we still can't play D down low and not at all. This is like, look, man, when you look at the roster, we got five guys that can start that we know can play. And we know that we're, we're, we're not going to be, you know, oh, is Wendell going to show up tonight? Or what's up with Laurie? Or is this guy going to be any good? You know, it's like these guys are established NBA players. And what they've done since they've been here is bring in established NBA players who have done it at a high level. So I'm excited. I'm not going to sit here and worry about the $85 million to DeMar. I'm not going to sit here and worry about Vooch being over 30 years old. I'm just happy that I know that when I watch the Bulls next year, I'm going to be watching ball players that can hoop. Yo, real NBA hoopers. Real NBA hoopers. You're not going to – look, man, it's great to try to go after these big fish, but it's like you see how this works. You're not getting them. You're not getting them, man. Like, you're just not. And it goes a long way towards just building us back up towards relevancy and respectability. I know that the one thing that you hate more than anything is just being mediocre for the sake of being mediocre, and that's not this. These are big swings. Yeah. And if it works, we're going to be like, wow, you know, this is great. So I'm, I'm excited about it, man. I'm ready to go. Yo, listen, if you could tell me we're going to make the playoffs, which we are going to do now, and we have a real – hey, yo, we have a real shot at winning a playoff series now too. It's not like we're just going to eke into the playoffs and then get rolled, really get rolled over. They right. could easily be a five in the, in the East and then have a real competitive shot at winning a series. So, yeah, man, I, I agree with you. These are real-time hoopers. We're going to be watching a product on the, on the floor that has some talent. Let me ask you this. You mentioned Zach Levine and evaluating him. I I would say we I, I don't think we have to evaluate his talent. It's more just can can this dude lead some guys to win a lot of games? That's, yeah, yeah, that's what okay. I meant. Yeah. Not okay, like can yeah. he play? Like he averaged 27 points a game last right, year. Right. Clearly he can play in the NBA. Just you want to put him around it, 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 you want to put him around some guys that can play and see what that looks like. Yeah. To your point, until this year in Tokyo, he's never played with nobody. Yeah. Nobody. No nobody. <laughs> yeah, facts. So, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, listen, like I said, I the fit is going to be interesting, but I think you also made a really good point. That's for Billy to figure out. That's why he cashes checks. Uh-huh. So get <laughs> get me some players, and then we'll figure out how to make it work. And exactly. DeMar DeRozan is a player. Lucevic is a player. Levine is a player. I cannot wait to see Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Uh, because, I've... yo, he can fuck around and show up and be an absolute dog, too. He could mm-hmm. have he could have elevated even more over the offseason, fresh start, new team with some more pieces around him than he did than, than he had in New Orleans. So I'm excited for that. And uh how old is Lonzo now, bro? 23? 23. Yeah, super like, young, man. Yeah. So and you know, coming out, I I've I've been on Lonzo Ball Island, man. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I'm excited about about that and and everything else that they got going on. Sure, DeRozan's making a lot of bread, but we can get flexible if hey, necessary. You want but players in this league, it costs money. That, hey, that's a good way to put it, bro. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. All right, let's uh, we'll 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 have a ton more on the Bulls and the and and the moves and AK and Donovan and DeRozan going forward. But let's jump over to Justin Fields, aka QB one, aka Uno. AKA whatever you want to call him. A lot of people are saying Chicago is too excited. This one preseason game. G get the fuck out of here with that. Yeah. We let us get all these goat takes. 
this the best quarterback in Bears history right now. Already. Already. <laughs> so, let us get these takes off. We're excited. Um, how is your overall feeling? And, and, and just uh, around the around the team in general, how you feeling about about Fields, the the um, the quote unquote quarterback controversy, or who's gonna play, this that yeah. and the third. Like, how you feel about I, everything I think, right now? I think him starting to get reps with the ones this late in training camp kind of tells you where we're headed with this right now. Um, I think Justin Fields is gonna be named the Week One starter for Chicago Bears. Really? Yeah, I think why would you why would you give him reps with the ones this late in the game if he's not your number one? If he's not if you're not at least floating the idea of him being your number one. Again, what's happening right now, just like the Dak situation, what's happening in camp right now absolutely matters. Read the tea leaves. If a guy's not playing, he's in doubt for week one. If a guy's getting uh QB one reps and more QB one reps, that means the coach is having second thoughts about who QB one is. It's all there for you. Don't listen to what Nagy Don't says. Don't listen to what he watch, says. Watch what he does. Um, so I'm excited about that, man. Obviously, I haven't been excited for a preseason you said, game. You said we got to get Riddick on the line? Yeah, we need exactly. Hey, <laughs> if you want to know what's going on in Chicago, because he, he, Lewis Riddick calls him Matt. Like, he's he's directly talking to Matt Nagy. That's his guy. He talks to him every morning before he goes on Get Up. Lewis Riddick is so plugged in with Chicago Bears. Bears fans, if you want to know what's going on in Hallis Hall, Listen to Lewis Riddick because everything he get is getting is directly from Matt Nagy and anybody else involved over there. But he calls him Matt. He doesn't call him Coach Nagy. He literally calls him Matt like that's his guy. Like they go out and they kick it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I think yeah, you listen to that, read the tea leaves and what's going on with that, and you can kind of see where we're headed. I do think that Fields, if he comes out and lights it up again in preseason game number two, um, I think that you're going to see Nagy name him the starter. Um. Where I feel about the Bears overall, look, man, I'm excited about this year. I think there's plenty of things that we're going to be excited about. I think there's going to be plenty of things that we're going to enjoy watching. But I do not think that this football team is going to be good. I am the biggest proponent of the offensive line out there. I think the game is one at the line of scrimmage, offensive and defensive lines. And you talk about a unit last year that was a position of weakness for us, right? I know we got better as the season progressed. But overall, a position of weakness for the Bears. And you got worse. You got worse. Your rookie second-round draft pick tackle is not playing. You traded your other tackle, who wasn't that good, but was average in uh in what was his name? Or they cut him, the guy Charles Leno. Yeah, um, and now it. you have a guy who was behind Leno who's gonna come up and start for you. Like that's gonna be ugly. You can't win in this league with bad offensive line play. And I think you're gonna run into a lot of the same issues that you White had last coming year. off an of injury as well. Yeah, these guys, you, you can't you can't bullshit with the offensive line. That's that's my F for pace right now. Is that the offensive line was a problem last year? We all knew it, and you didn't really do anything to address it. And you draft another offensive lineman that's injured. Like I like the Jenkins story. It seemed like I said, guy, he's a nasty guy. He's got a great edge. He plays well. He's but nasty. Look, Hey, man, the number one ability is availability, and the boy ain't available yet. So, again, read the leaves. If a guy's not practicing right now, he's in doubt for week one, and he has yet to practice in a Chicago Bears uniform. He's nasty. That's what everybody says. Yeah, he's nasty guy. He's got a mean streak. Like, that's great. <laughs> I love it. But, man, he's, he's not – no one. He's he, he's nasty in the training room right now. Like, so that's an issue, man. Like, <laughs> you got you to gotta protect the quarterback. You, it, it goes with running the ball. It goes with throwing the ball. And I just don't know how you could watch the offensive line last year and not be on the phone with every single available free agent. Like, you bring in Jason Peters, who's 40. I just really – yeah, that's interesting. We'll see if he can – we'll see what that happens. But, yeah, um, I think Justin Fields is in a position like we've never seen in the NFL as for a rookie quarterback. 
you have a franchise that hasn't had a quarterback in its entire career for I mean, we've had a couple of quarterbacks. Jay Culler was a good quarterback. Um, but we're he's coming off a, a of a, a city that's clamoring for wins, loves the Bears, and he's coming off the back of a quarterback that went number two that was garbage. And he, he, I just want I just want him to seize this opportunity because he can own the city of Chicago very easily. Without a doubt very easily can own and run the city and just has to play well, which we know he could do. Hey, man, I'm on record multiple di- – any way you want me to say it, He, I think Justin Fields needs to be playing week one. I'm not going to come out and say he's going to be playing week one because I also think Matt Nagy does a lot of goofy-ass shit. And s- sometimes I feel like – you want your head coach to be making all the decisions. And some, sometimes, I don't know if it's my gut or just paying attention, I feel like he gets input from a lot of different places on different things that he should be doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Pete, like, like when Pete Carroll made the switch to Russell Wilson, that was his decision. I don't give a fuck what the front office is telling me or the GM or who just we just spent money on, whoever. I just feel like him and Pace are, like, making decisions together. Really, I, yeah. I honestly, I, I couldn't disagree more. I think really? Nagy, Nag, Nagy strikes me as a guy who does make final decisions and kind of stick with sticks with them and doesn't necessarily. Uh, I don't think him and Pace are in his lockstep as we thought. I mean, Pace went out and traded for Foles. Like, nah, I think there's been some weird shit that's happened there. I don't think that relationship is as tight as you might make it sound. I, I see. I agree. I disagree with you. I think yeah. that. I think. I think they're they're, they're no, unfortunately they're in bed together, right? Think, because okay, yeah, right. yeah. But I don't think they're in bed together. You understand what I'm saying? Like they're in the same situation where if one, when one goes, the other one's gone too. Like they are married, but, but I don't but, think they're. Yeah. So that, but that's why I think it's like that. I think they're both in bed together, and the house is on fire, and they're both asking each other, like, "Yo, what, what, what do you think the best move here is?" Because, like, yo, listen, if if Pace, if Nagy does some shit, Pace doesn't like. Pace is gonna be like, "Yo, bro, my job's on. I'm on, I'm on his ass." Like, I don't think it's. I think they're fucking. Lockstep, like, lockstep, huh? yeah. I think they're having conversations like, "Hey, what do we do here? Do we play him week one?" Like that—that's—that's that's where I get kind of shaky on it because I just feel like, like the whole offense thing. Like someone, I, I feel like someone told Nagy to give up the play calling last year. He didn't voluntarily do that himself. You feel me? See, like, I, I think that people have been telling him forever to give up the play calling, and it finally got so bad that he stubbornly did it. And then quietly, and that, two weeks later, took it back. Took it over. back. Right. That is why I think that he is. But fully isn't, in charge. but isn't that him? But isn't that him? Kind of listening to outside noise, like, yo, maybe you should. Yeah, but at some point, you're almost like, yeah, fuck y'all. I'll do it. I'll show you. I'll show you. You think it's gonna get better? Fine. Take the fucking play call responsibilities. Right. It didn't get better. Now I'm gonna slowly take it back. Yeah. That's and then, what happened. And then lie to y'all yeah. and be like, and then lie to y'all. Yeah. What do you? And then come. Remember that that, that press conference? <laughs> like we saw you calling the plays. Like. Like, I, oh, what? Uh, oh, that was Bill. Calling plays. What <laughs> like, but you had the chart and you were talking. He's like, uh, nah. I don't know. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I. so we can disagree there. But, yeah, I think he's in lockstep more than more than you think he is. I think for sure that they're they're having conversations like, I don't want this to happen. I think it should or whatever. And I think that they're, like, coming to an agreement. This is how we're going to move forward. 
Um, but Sam Acho on uh, Get Up, they they now have four. They, they, by drafting Justin Fields, Pace and Nagy have gotten themselves four extra years on their deals. What he says. So I had a tweet yesterday. No more Achos allowed on the airwaves. Each of them. <laughs> both, both, both of them dudes are out of their fucking mind. Too many Achos. But both of them dudes are terrible. No more Achos, bro. Yeah, and neither of them can dress. Yo, he, what's what's my guy on uh, Fox now? Emmanuel Acho can dress. Yo, some days he hits <laughs> hits home runs. Then some other days, days, some days he, he shows up, so and I'm like, "Yo, tonight. what the fuck is going on here?" Yo, yeah, we need to have like I think we should do this one time like the all time suit crew, like the best dress announcers. So some of these dudes, you're right. Like you got first off, you got a budget for wardrobe. You got stylists at your disposal, and you show up looking like this. Yo, shout out, you like, know who? You know Lou who Riddick just, always crispy. Clean. You know who else is dumb clean all time? Nate Burleson. Nate Burleson's stupid clean. Yo, and he just Nate, got and he just got uh what Good Morning America or Today Show or some shit. Yeah, shout yeah, out Nate yeah. Burleson. Shout out Nate Burleson. Always crispy and clean. Crispy, clean. Yeah, clean. shout out Nate Burleson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I'm on record for the hundredth time saying that Justin Fields needs to play all 16. He needs to play all 16 this year. He needs to play all 16 the year after that. He needs to play all 16 the year after that. Then 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 we could give up if 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 he's garbage, we can then dump it, whatever. But give my man reps. In real NFL meaningful games, give him reps, play the best players. Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Andy Dalton, and he has more potential than Andy Dalton will ever have. So run the man on the field, go do it. Um, I also want to make and it be, clear. And be comfortable with the fact that you have Andy Dalton behind him. Right. Like, that's right. a solid. That's a. That, if Justin Fields is good, you now have a very strong quarterback room. Because like for all we talk about Dalton, he's a professional NFL quarterback. Yes. You know, what I mean, he deserves to be in the league, right? And he's he's played a lot of games. He's played in playoffs. He's got a wealth of experience. Like he's a good guy to kind of have behind Fields. So feel comfortable about your room. But you don't owe Andy Dalton. I think they told when they signed him, they told him he was going to be the starter, and they don't want to have to go back on that because obviously that gets around the league and your credibility, whatever. But it's like, yo. Things change. The only thing they owe Andy Dalton is $10 million. And he's going to get it. That's it. And he's going to get it. That's it. So I'm excited, though, to, to, to wrap it up. It is something to look forward to. The NFL season is going to be great. All the storylines we talked about, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna break it all down. We're back, mate, ladies and gentlemen. We back talking shit. No catch up. Sports Talk via Chicago is back off summer break. Yo, put uh put put Portugal on your list. You got to get out there and check it out. Um, yeah, it was dope. It was amazing. Portugal is tough, but we're back now. We back talking shit for Big Nick the Quick. I am your host Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe, man. YouTube, iTunes, everywhere. Tell the homies. Write some reviews on iTunes for us too, if you can. That always helps the love on uh the pod. Push it up the charts. Drop the comments on YouTube. We got a lot of stuff coming on. For Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. No catch on Sports Talk Big Chicago. Let's get it.